The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Top of the Stretch is presented by Tizwiz. Be the best, outperform the rest. When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tizwiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. With us today on Top of the Stretch, the publicity director for the Little Brown Jug in Delaware, Ohio, Jay Wolf. Jay Wolf, welcome to the broadcast, Top of the Stretch. Thanks so much for having me again, Roger. This is the year of COVID-19, and one of the most discussed uh, things by individuals in the harness racing community, not just here in Ohio, but all over the United States and Canada and people worldwide. What's this year's Little Brown Jug going to be like? Uh, well, first to start well, off first with, thing I want to do... Go ahead. First thing I want to do, Roger, is thank everyone for their patience. I know, uh, I know, uh, everyone's been anxious and excited to know what we're doing at Delaware. And as you can imagine, things seem to change uh, daily, if not hourly. So, uh, you know, we feel like we've come up with a good, safe plan. Uh, well, we understand it's not going to please everyone, but uh, we're just grateful that we're going to be able to host uh, five great days of racing uh, here in Delaware, Ohio. What I was going to say is and, uh, we're going to discuss what the, the situation is uh, today, but these things could change in the next week or so. There might be some modifications or other uh, things that come up that will change what we're talking about even today. Yeah, you're, you're so correct there, Roger. Uh, the uh, executive group for the race, we, we uh, seem to be meeting every couple of days, and uh, we continue to make uh, plans for what, the way it is right now, we continue to make plans. So uh, we, we understand that it, this could be very fluid and we might have to make adjustments and uh, we'll be sure to communicate those if and when they occur. Okay, let's go through the protocols uh, as we now have them on this particular moment in time. First of all, some of the events in the racing schedule at Delaware have been canceled and a couple of the events have switched days. You want to fill in our horsemen uh, just what has uh, been canceled and what the switches are? Yes. Uh, we, we, we are making one change to the Buckeye Stallion Series. Uh, the two-year-old Philly Trot will be moved from Wednesday to Tuesday. Uh, so we will be going one day earlier for the Buckeye Stallion Series two-year-old Philly Trot. Uh, the events that have been canceled are the Signature Series, the Pace and Trot Final, uh, the Lady Pace Final on Tuesday, the Hall of Fame Trot, which was uh, the Amher event on Jug Day. So those are the four races that have been canceled. Uh, we will continue to have the Billing Series on Sunday. We will also have the Amateur Driving Championship on Sunday as well. So we will have three events for the amateur drivers, or we will have three races, hopefully, for the amateur drivers, the Billings, and then the uh, the um, Tim Fout Memorial uh, Driving Championship. So 
Uh, Sunday is unchanged on our uh, our schedule, but uh, Monday we're losing the Signature Series Trot Final. Uh, Tuesday we're losing the Lady Pace. Uh, Jug Day will have two less races with the Signature Series Pace Final and the Hall of Fame Trot. And then we are moving the Buckeye Stallion Series two-year-old Philly Trot from Wednesday to Tuesday. Okay, now with the the events and the way you're changing the schedule, will the post times Monday through Thursday remain the same as they have been in the last uh, few years? Yes, uh, we're going to go we're going to go with our traditional post times that we've used the last few years. Uh, One o'clock on Sunday, we're going to go with a three p.m. post time on Monday. We're back at 1 o'clock on Tuesday, and then we're doing our 11 a.m. on both Jugette Day Wednesday the 23rd and Jug Day Wednesday or Thursday the 24th. So uh, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then 11 o'clock. Now, horsemen's access to the Delaware County Fairgrounds, uh, what are the protocols for that? Well, first and foremost, if horsemen and employees are not feeling well, or a running fever, uh, please, we're asking everyone to stay at home. If you're, if you're not feeling well, first and foremost, uh, let's protect our, our fellow uh, uh, horsemen and not, not attend. Uh, horsemen will only be allowed to access the grounds through the US 23 gate. Uh, we have you know three lanes coming in, so we'll be able to have plenty of uh, uh, ability to get everyone in. We are only allowing drivers, trainers, grooms, and people who are directly associated with the horse, such as a veterinarian or that. Uh, We will not be able to have spectators. And unfortunately, uh, the Ohio State Racing Commission lists uh, owners as spectators. So uh, we will not be able to have any owners or spectators at this year's jug or for any of the five days of racing. We will be requesting a valid Ohio State Racing Commission license be presented at the time of entry. We will have the gates manned, and we will be inspecting all of the race license. So um, if you do not have a license and you need to get one, if for some reason you're an out-of-state, or, out-of-state trainer, uh, there will be the licensing office for the Ohio State Racing Commission in the log cabin. So uh, you will be able to get your license there. But uh, Unfortunately, we will not be able to have spectators, including owners, um, and we will have personnel at the, at the gate to verify, uh, you know, for those people who are participating in that day's races. And if somebody shows up at the gate and they're not licensed, they'll have to go directly to the log cabin and get licensed right away. That is that is that is correct. Uh, we if if we have enough volunteers, we'll actually escort them directly to the log cabin. Okay. Now, who said no spectators uh, admitted and such, uh, for people that are going to be watching our simulcast show and such, uh, will there be a list of uh, outlets that will be broadcasting uh, the five days of racing uh, made available to the public? Yes. Uh, our goal is to, as we get the signed simulcast contracts back from the various outlets around North America, we are going to put that information on our website, so uh, fans will be able to go there and find out, uh, you know, what uh, simulcast outlets and what ADWs have signed up to accept our signal. So, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that everyone's aware of where they can watch and wager on the event, and uh, 
and uh, we're working on too having the ability for those who do not have an ADW account that where else they can watch too. So uh, we're what excited. What about to, racing programs? Yeah, we're gonna we're offering all five days of our past performance programs. Uh, we're gonna have them available on LittleBrownJug.com. They will be free of charge. Uh, we're gonna do our best. Uh, obviously, we have a three-day box here at Delaware, so we have a 10 a.m. Uh, drivers change the following day, so we're going to do everything we can to get them up as fast as possible. But uh, the full card past performance programs will be available, and they will be free of charge. Now, what is the uh, Delaware County Fair Board as far as uh, COVID prevention? What is in the protocols for that? Yeah, uh, all horsemen and personnel uh, that are working will be required to wear a mask or face covering while they're on the ground. Uh, obviously, the drivers, if they're seated behind a horse uh, or when social distancing of six feet or more can occur, that uh, they can remove their mask temporarily. Uh, obviously, as much as possible, we are asking those participants the, to socially distance uh, in the paddock. We're going to limit, you know, congregation in the backside. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the traditions at Delaware is uh, the, the parties along the backstretch and in the barn area. Uh, we're asking that all the participants and, and those workers who are there uh, not to congregate in any backside area. Um, all the horsemen, staff, and volunteers uh, must perform daily symptoms assessments, much like they do for Scioto Down. So we'll need them to take their temperature. We'll monitor them. They have to monitor themselves for fever, watch for coughing, shortness of breath, et cetera. And like I said, the very first thing, if, if, if any of our horsemen or employees are experiencing symptoms, we ask them to stay at home. So, Now, the log cabin has been a gathering place in years uh, past, and uh, just somebody likes to stop in there, the, the inner horses, uh, licensing and everything. Are there restrictions on the log cabin at Delaware this year? Well, the log cabin is still going to remain an important part of our uh, – uh, obviously, it's our race office, so uh, we, are, we are going to allow people in there. Uh, we're asking the horsemen to come in the south door, which is their traditional front door, uh, and we were gonna, we're going to ask everyone to exit out the east door, which is the patio. So uh, for those people who are familiar, you're going to come in the front door like you normally do, but you're going to exit out the east door, which will be behind the OHHA tent where it's traditionally located. So we're going to have one-way traffic. Uh, if, if for some reason we would get more uh, and people in there, we'll, we'll shut the door and we'll limit the people in the number of people in there. So if, if two people leave, we'll let two new people come in. Uh, the big thing, Roger, is we're gonna we're gonna request uh, electronic entries this year. Uh, the electronic entries will be required, and they should be submitted to the USTA system. So uh, I think uh, all the major tracks and, and many of the fairs are doing that. So we don't see that to be a big thing. Um, and then you mentioned it, it's, it's a great place to come in and grab a cup of coffee and visit with uh, the track announcer and, and the, yeah. the other folks. But we're asking people to be respectful and only persons with official business, whether if they need a license, if they need to pay, uh, you know, if they need to pay a, an entry fee or, or that, uh, that, you know, stay away if you could from the, the law cabin. It's, it can be, it could, can get congested, especially on mornings of the races. So, uh, we're just asking if you don't have official business, uh, you know, limit your visits. How has the protocols affected the operation of the paddock at Delaware this year? Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to use three. We're going to use a three-race paddock. Uh, for those familiar with Delaware, we have four. We have four races in the paddock. Uh, we are going to eliminate one of the races in the the center aisle, if you will. So we'll race on the two outsides and then one race on the inside. So uh, we will have three races in the paddock. Uh, we ask that uh, that you arrive at your appropriate time for your race. Uh, Paddock access will be limited, much like Scioto Downs and the paramutual tracks, to trainers, a groom, and warm-up personnel and the horses. So we will be issuing wristbands. We will issue two wristbands for each entry. Those wristbands must be picked up in the log cabin prior to the race. So uh, if uh, whoever comes to pick up the wristbands for that entry, we'll give them two, uh, and we'll ask them to sign. So. Uh, we'll be able to control the uh, number of people in the paddock area. And once again, socially distance, uh, that would be very helpful. Uh, we will have bottled water for the participants there, but, uh, uh, you know, we're going to ask people to spread out in the paddock area as well. What about the Jugette Barn and the Jug Barn at Delaware this year? Yep. Uh, you know, it's our plan. It's our plan to use both as normal. Uh, we may have some restrictions on the hours. Uh, I mean, obviously, if there are no spectators, uh, you know, those still are retention barns. Uh, so we we still need to have, you know, lockdowns at certain times. But uh, we, we, we will still have those uh, barns. They will be open. Uh, I don't expect a lot of major changes with those. Uh, obviously, we'll just have fewer fans uh, visiting, uh, if you will. Now, the winter circle at Delaware, uh, will the folks in the winter circle be limited? Yes. Uh, Brad Conrad, Conrad Photography, will be there all five days. Uh, the finish line and wind circle photos will be taken. Uh, we will have a cart that will run back and forth from the paddock to the winter circle. Uh, obviously, only horsemen directly affiliated with the winning horse will be permitted in the wind circle. Uh, mask will be required and social distancing must be observed if possible. So, uh, you know, normally we'll have someone at the head of the horse and someone uh, towards the back of the horse by the driver, but uh, face, covers, face coverings will be required. We will have transportation and, uh, like I said, only horsemen directly aff affiliated with the winning horse will be permitted in the wind circle. I understand uh, with the simulcast show, a big part of it has always been some winter circle interviews after the race is completed. Will we be able to have some winter circle interviews this year? Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll, we can do a better job. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have an interview station, if you will, uh, located right next to the uh, judges stand. So uh, we'll have the interviewer and the interviewee both uh, six feet apart with microphones and. Uh, uh, I think it'll be a. I think we'll be able to put on a good show there too as well. Ship-ins. Uh, you have the horses that are stabled on the grounds, but there's a large number each day that uh, ship in to race. So, what are the protocols yep. for horses shipping in? Yep. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to request all horses come in the U.S. 23 gate. We're going to ask the trucks and trailers to go into the far right lane. Uh, so th what that what that's going to happen is we're going to check for race licenses, et cetera. Uh, all the all the visitors will then proceed to the stall man who will give their stall and barn assignments. Uh, we're setting aside four barns that are going to be exclusively for ship-ins. 
Um, you know, much like the paramutual rules, uh, the ship-ins are not permitted to go into an on-site stall. So we will be cleaning, we'll be cleaning the stalls that the ship-ins will be using. Um, after the races are over, the horses must depart the property the same day. Uh, if you're coming from out of state, uh, we're asking you to contact us beforehand. We are handling out-of-state ship-ins on a one-off basis, obviously. If we're racing at 11 o'clock in the morning on Jug at Jug Day, uh, with the Lasix times, we, you know it's it's very difficult for someone to leave their their base of operations two three in the morning. So, uh, out of state shippers, we're asking them to contact us, and we will handle those off on a one off basis. And we're going to make every effort we can to make sure those are isolated into a particular barn. But uh, we ask that uh, at the end of the day, the horsemen uh, be responsible and help clean their stalls and frequently touch areas in those ship-in barns. So. You mentioned uh, horsemen contacting you. Is there a certain number that they should contact or a certain individual that they should contact? Yeah, the, the fair office number is uh, 740-362-3851. Uh, it, it's obviously on our website, littlebrownjug.com. Uh, we'll ha- also have it on our condition sheet, so uh, there'll be plenty of opportunities to see that number. But yeah, we're just gonna—you're just gonna call the fair office and let us know, and uh, we'll let the stall man know, and we'll we'll get you taken care of. And like I said, we're gonna isolate those out-of-state shippers into a particular barn. So another big factor each year at Delaware is the camping trailers that. Um, many horsemen and uh, others have uh, utilized over the past. Will there be campers permitted this year? Yes. Uh, we're going to have limited camping sites permits available. Uh, those are for participating horsemen and officials only. So uh, if, if it's for the drivers or trainers who are going to have horses in multiple days, um, they can purchase a camping permit. Uh, the per- permits must be purchased in advance by calling the fair office, as I mentioned, 740-362-3851. We are going to strictly enforce the state of Ohio's responsible restart rules when it comes to camping and campground requirements. So uh, there will be a 10 p.m. curfew uh, and some other restrictions. We're going to spread out the campers for socially distancing, but uh, we will be following the state of Ohio's rules when it comes to camping and requirements. Uh, So... We will be following those rules. There will be limited permits available. Uh, call the fair office uh, to obtain yours. Food and drink this year at the Delaware County Fair. What do the protocols call in that respect? Well, you know we got to have fair food somewhere, Roger. But uh, we will have concessionaire, a couple concessionaire trailers on the backstretch. Um, so there, w- there will be the opportunity for horsemen to get lunch, uh, hopefully, and not dinner. Uh, that means we're running late if we have to get dinner as well. But we will have concessionaire trailers available on the backstretch. Uh, more than likely, they'll be they'll be put on both ends of the one by the paddock and one probably in the third turn. So we'll spread those out. Uh, we will not have uh, coffee available in the log cabin. We will not have the water fountain available in the paddock. But we will have bottled water available in the paddock for those participating horsemen. So uh, we'll we'll have that available to them. So. Food and drink will be available. Now, in the event that these protocols change in the upcoming days, uh, how will people be notified of any changes in the protocols? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I ask everyone to keep an eye on littlebrownjug.com. We will post the changes as we are made aware of them on our website. Uh, we will also be tweeting out. Uh, so if you get a chance to, at Twitter to follow us at, at the at sign LB underscore jug, uh, that is our Twitter handle. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. So uh, we're going we're gonna to heavily use social media when it comes to uh, giving updates. But uh, uh, I'm sure we'll forward this on to the Ohio Harness Horsemen Association as well. So hopefully they'll make it available on their, their fair racing side. But uh, we're going to do everything we can to uh, make sure that we put on a good show and get the information out as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, as, as Roger Houston likes to say, unfortunately we can't be there this year, but uh, we hope everyone joins us for the simulcast program. Uh, we have Dave Brower and Dave Bianconi uh, headlining the, the, the coverage on Wednesday and Thursday. And, Roger, you give us picks every day. And, you know, so uh, we have a great show, and we hope everyone, uh, you know, still can participate uh, in, in the, the 75th edition of Little Brown Jug. A lot of things for all of us that have been involved over the years. It is, is probably a, a biggest disappointment for us as it is for the fans. And hopefully uh, 2021 will be back to normalcy at Delaware. And we ask your patience and uh, be with us this year under these extreme circumstances and uh, enjoy the jug as best we can. Yeah, you, you, you've hit the nail right on the head, Roger. Uh, sometimes life gives you curve balls and you've got to swing for the fences and we're, we're going to go ahead and swing for the fences. And, uh, like I said, we hope to put on a great show. We hope everyone remains safe, uh, enjoys it, remain healthy. And like you said, let's be back here in 2021 and, and, uh, we look forward to rekindling our relationships then. When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tizwiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch is presented by TizWiz. Feed the best, outperform the rest. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.